This episode of the Rock Solid Podcast is brought to you by U-Turn Audio. Brilliant sound starting at 199 bucks. Everyone deserves a remarkable listening experience, and you'll get it with U-Turn Audio. Check them out at U-TurnAudio.com. Make me a deal and make it good for me. I won't get full of myself, I can't afford to be. This is small town music, this is big town music. He's ahead of his time, you know, but he can't use it. If only he could prove it. Well, tomorrow's just a song away, a song away, a song away. Hey everybody, welcome to Rock Solid, the comedy podcast for all things music, both new and classic. I'm Pat Francis, and joining me today in the Zoom room for another one of our classic versus episodes, fan favorites. I'm going to say that right now, fan favorites. Please welcome from New Jersey, Mr. Dave Festini. How are you doing, Dave? I am doing well, Pat, and uh, glad to be here for another one of these head-to-head episodes. Yeah, because uh, we love the hate on the socials, so that's why we do these. <laughs> yeah. It keeps us on our toes. All right. Now, we're not the only two here, Dave, because, because somehow this guy got into the mix, and now he's here to stay. He's even bought a mic, because last time he uh, yeah. didn't sound as good as he could have, but I think he sounds pretty great today. Please welcome, and I'm going to hopefully say his name correctly, Nice Dave Schneier. Hey, look at that, Pat. Well done. Listen to how good you sound, Dave. Oh, You know who's going to be really yes. happy about this? I think Alexi Lawless is going to be really pleased with this. (laughs) Alexi wants the audio to be good. That is for sure. Now, guys, how's your weekend been? Pretty good. Mixed mixed bag. Mixed bag. Friday, I worked yesterday. All right. Um, Um, Did you get, I'm sensing a, a, a look, a change in your look, Pat. Did you get a haircut? I got a facelift. No, yes, I got a, um, I did get a haircut. It's funny. You should bring that up, Dave. I got it yesterday. I have a little bit of a funny story about that. I uh, hope it's funny. I don't know. Maybe it's not. Maybe it's sad. (laughs) It's always a crapshoot. When I get my haircut now, what I do is I get, I I get a shower and I fix my hair the way I would normally wear it, even though it's longer. And that's why I need a haircut. I walk in to the place ready to go. I say, this is how I wear my hair. (laughs) <laughs> let's just make it, let's just shape it up. That's all I want. So I go to this place, Floyd's. I'm going to give him a shout out, even uh, even though this uh, story might break bad. Um, <laughs> so I go in like that. And it's it's a new person every time. Sometimes I get the same person. But yesterday, I was under the gun. I had to take who I could get. So I walk in, I sit down, a new guy, James. I said, James, this is how I wear my hair. I said, this is where I part it. This is how I wear it. It's they See, do, now, do you have pro? Do you have product in it? No, no, no product. Got, okay, yeah, no, nope, no product. I'll tell you why. No product when I get it cut because I want them to. I like to get my hair cut dry. Yes. Whenever they wet it, whenever they wet it and cut it, and then they dry it, it's like, what happened? What is that? Right. I don't want to be surprised. So, I said, look, they usually do a six around the sides and in the back. And then we just shape up the top, make it shorter. But this is how I wear it. <laughs> I, and he goes, okay, let me wet it for you. I go, whoa, whoa, James. I like my hair cut dry. Right. No, sir. And then, right. and then he says, I'm going to tell you, sarcastically, he says, oh, I can cut it dry. 
I said, okay. Can you? Can you? Can you? Yeah, Uh-oh. well, thank you. Thank you. Uh, thank you, James, doing your job. Um, <laughs> so it was a little, it was a little calicky on this side, just like a little, I don't know what, it was weird on this side. He goes, I'm going to wet it all down though. And then I'm going to, then I'm going to dry it. And then Boy. I'm going to cut it. He goes, so I will be cutting it dry. So I said, okay. I agreed to that. So he wets it down. Then he dries it. <laughs> then he cuts it. It's good that there's a negotiation. That's and then he like says, so then cut. he cuts, he does the six, does the trims up the old man eyebrows, does all the things. Yeah. So then turns me around. What do you think? Now, <laughs> at this point, he's parted it on the other side. Oh, no. He parted it on the wrong side. So I go, oh, James, I go, the only thing is, is uh, I don't part my hair on that side. I part it on this side. He goes, are you sure? <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty, yeah, it's my fucking head. I'm pretty sure I know where I part it. So I just said, I go, yeah, James. I go, that when I came in and it was dry, that's where it was parted. And then here's what you never want to hear come out of the hairdresser's mouth. He says, I'm going to have to comp you this haircut today. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So I said, it doesn't doesn't look bad. It doesn't look bad. But, but before I left, I had him, I go, look, I need you to cut it a little bit more. So it favors this side. And right. Right. And then when I came home, it was kind of a disaster. And I said to Pilar, I go, look, I'm going to, I'm going to go in the bathroom. I'm going to wet it. I'm going to do everything I do and we'll see how it looks. So, yeah. So I'm, I'm fine with it, but it was free. Right. And before, look, before I had a job and I would see people every day, I wouldn't have even cared. I would have said, whatever, it's going to grow back in a week. No one's going to see it, but my wife and kid. But, uh, but yeah, just that phrase, oh, I'm going to have to comp this haircut. was like, <laughs> What? <laughs> like he didn't say, oh, okay, I can I could fix it. Let me fix it up. Might be a little shorter than you wanted it, but let me try to no, none of that. All right. So you gotta my... go same guy. You had I yeah. had the same guy cutting my hair for 15 years. Yeah. You know, you gotta go same guy. You gotta you, you, you have to wait. If you can wait and say, like, they're like, hey, next chair is available. Yeah. No, I'm gonna wait for Steve. My yeah. guy comes to the house. That was a product what? of the. Uh, That's, yeah, a the product. That's a hooker. Was... Dave. That's not a. Hair. <laughs> That's different. You get it's your. A, let me guess. It's a, it was a product of the of the pandemic. He started coming to the house, and he just never stopped. And you only, and you only get a cut when Nancy's out of town. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> yeah, me and my son, Pat. Yeah, we both. Well, now you it's made a two, it creepy. Two not for me. one. <laughs> you made it creepy the minute you said it was a hooker. We were talking about getting our hair cut. You went straight to the, the you gutter. You said you're a haircut person. What do you call it? Is it a hairstylist? I, I know haircut person isn't the right term. Hairsty- hairstylist is fine. Hairstylist. Do you wash your hair, Dave, when they come to your house? Ever? Oh, uh, no, no, not you well, specifically. I, I wash it in the morning. I wash it in the morning, but I don't really do much to it because I know I'm getting a cut later and I don't want him to have to like deal with any product in there. I get it. That makes sense. Yeah. This is riveting stuff. This is great. So you All got right. yourself a free haircut, and it looks good. So that's a, it, thank, it, thank you, a, thank you. I'm I'm, a, a I'm okay with it. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not angry about it. But okay, it's here we go. In the end, okay. So I don't know if we te- did we tease these two albums in the prior episode. I don't know. 
I don't believe they have been spoken of. All I right. think they've been mentioned. They've been All mentioned right. online, maybe. I don't know. So here's what we're doing today. We're doing Foreigner 4 against Journey's Escape. Yes. Now, both of these albums came out in 1981. And let me tell you, very close. Foreigner 4 came out July 3rd, 1981. How badly did they want to release it one day later on the 4th? Yeah, Yeah, right? Yeah. But it's a holiday. I don't know. Well, but that, but well, but those were the days with actual release dates yeah, where there was exactly. a physical release. So, four and four, July third, nineteen eighty one, Journey Escape, July thirty first, nineteen eighty one. Wow! These wow. two monster classic albums came out within three weeks of each other. Four and four clocks wow. in at forty two minutes ten seconds. Journey Escape. 42 minutes, 46 seconds. Perfect length. <laughs> 10 songs each. Five on a side. This is Foreigner's Foreigner's Foreigner. Who's Foreigner? <laughs> that sounds like a band in a, a kid's movie. Foreigner 4. It's their fourth album with Lou Graham. Journey oh, Escape. Yeah. The fourth album with Steve Perry. So it's kind of, you know. I'm just trying to well, make... but Farner, you're really you're, that's a little bit of a stretch. Farner at that point had only had one singer, right? But I'm saying Journey Escape is real. I mean, the Steve Perry era is really no one listens to those first three. It's really no, well, Infinity no. Evolution Departure, and then Escape is kind of their fourth album as a radio hit entity, right? And it's their fourth album with this singular lead vocalist, Steve Perry. Okay. All right. Look, yeah, I'm just trying to make it fun, Dave. You don't have to bring it down. Can I drop a little knowledge here, too? Do you guys mind if Uh, I just throw one thing in there? Oh, no, I thought you were just going to keep score, but okay. (laughs) Well, go ahead, Dave. I will certainly do that. But yeah, go ahead. Four and a four, by the way, was the number one album for two weeks in a row. And then Stevie Nicks knocked it out. And then Escape by Journey was the number one album for a week. This is on Billboard. And then Four and a Four came back later for like five or six weeks in a row as the number one album. Wow. That's pretty cool. Do you have so, album sales for each one of these? Uh, album sales for four and or four. Uh, and yet of those three, only one of them not in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Uh, six million copies sold for four and or four in the U.S. Pretty great. And Escape. I think it's more. Uh, Ten million. Yeah. Diamond. Um yeah, Foreigner, they'll get in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Probably uh, not this year. Right. Not after, Mick, after Mick is dead. Well, that would be sad. That would be... Uh, not, it, I mean, it's going to happen. Right. It's got to happen. Okay. It's not going to happen this year because they're not on the ballot. It would have to happen nope. next year. But yeah. They, infuriating. They deserve it. All right, so here we go. What we do, folks, is we go track for track down the album. Track one versus track one. Track two versus track two and uh i start with the album that was released first so we're starting with foreigner four track one from that album is a little something called nightlife here we go
All right, Foreigner starting strong with uh, an excellent album opener. They're going to go up against the monster that is the most downloaded song of all time. Don't stop believing. Here we go. Now, I'm never going to play it till we get to the chorus on that song because the chorus doesn't happen till the end. It's uh, it's structured unlike uh, any song that I've ever really heard at that time. Here we go. Head to head. Festini. I'm giving it to you first. first. You're first. This is, this is one of those ones where the way we do this gets you into trouble by going track versus track, right? I completely forgot that don't stop believing was the first song on this album i thought it was buried or not buried but i thought it was further along right i'm listening to nightlife and to me nightlife is like one of the best opening tracks ever you know what's coming what's yep, what the I rest agree. of the album's gonna be like great song great production um but you know don't stop believing although i think don't stop believing is a strange album opener i think it is too um it's such such a great it's just such a great song i mean it's an anthem for a reason as much as it pains me to do so not because it's not a great song but because i love the song nightlife yeah. i'd have to go with don't stop believing here all right uh i love nightlife it's just a, it's a perfect album opener it rocks yep. uh again production by mutt lang it's fantastic i love it and even though I didn't think you would pick Don't Stop Believing because of the fact that it's been overplayed so much, but I got to be honest, when it comes on the radio, I still turn it up. I just love it. I love the way it's structured. I love the lyrics. It's one of those songs that it's never, songs. ever gets old. Never gets old. For me, Yeah. So I got to go Don't Stop Believing also. I, I mean, I have to. Yep. And look, I, I might like nightlife almost as much, but it's just, I I it love is a don't stop like believing. a tie. It's a tie. It's almost a tie, but we, sure. but I gotta go. But, but neither one of we us disallowed ties, haven't we? It's only a tie if you pick one and I pick the other, and we both right. pick don't stop believing. So there we go. All right. Dave, what do you think of our choice? Nice, Dave. I, I agree with, with your choice. Not All an right. easy choice, <laughs> but no, not an easy choice, but I agree. 
All right. How are you doing with keeping track at this point? Okay. Look at that. Look at that little purple post-it. I would expect, you know, nicer (laughs) paper for an adult. Well, listen, he blew his budget on the microphone. So I thought maybe he, but at this point he would have made like a word doc with like a nice, I don't know. (laughs) I know it's only 20 songs. We'll get through it. All right. If you thought that matchup was Mm. interesting, boy, oh boy. Oh my God. Here we go. Let's take it. (laughs) <laughs> from the top foreigner jukebox hero standing in the rain with his head hung low couldn't get a ticket it was a sold out show heard the roar of the the scene put his ear to the wall then like a distant scream he heard one guitar just blow him away saw stars in his eyes and the very next day bought a beat up six string in a second hand store didn't know how to play it but he knew for sure Right. The thing about both of these bands is they don't just have like two or three signature songs that they have to play. They have tons in the tens. It's crazy. All right. Jukebox Hero now has to go up against Stone in Love. Oh, no. Those crazy nights I do remember in my youth I do recall those were the best times most of Just want to let you know jukebox hero is four minutes and 20 seconds stone in love four minutes 26 seconds very close in time <laughs> um i guess i'm first this time and dave you keep track of that um on it all right uh dave festini and i and, and i've had this conversation before uh i've never really liked the song jukebox hero on the album i only really came around to that song in concert 
So that one, even when the album came out, I never really enjoyed it. I don't know why. I just didn't. Uh, it's a nice story song. I like it. But for me, Stone in Love, I mean, it goes from Don't Stop Believing. Stone in Love takes it up a notch, I think. I mean, I just Stone in Love, that guitar, the bass line. I never think of Ross Valerie song in a, in a Journey song. But man, what a killer bass line in Stone in Love. And Steve Perry just sings his ass off. And so I have to go Stone in Love. I, it's not even a contest for me. This is, this is painful for me. <laughs> uh, I love Jukebox Hero. And you're right. We have had this discussion. And you're not the only person that I've heard that thinks the jukebox hero is a little too on the nose. It's got a little bit of cheese to it. I completely disagree. I love jukebox hero. I love the structure of it. I love it. It's a story song. Um, I too have heard it live and love it live even more. Uh, but Stone in Love is what it's quite possibly my favorite journey song of all time. Yeah. It's crazy. Um, it's the it's so great. Just like it feels like summer. That song, you yeah, know. I, uh, yeah. I got a chill when it started to play. Yeah, it's it is a song that just emits you know emotion, and you can feel it. Uh, so I got never thought this would happen that I'd go to again. I I made a point of not looking at the albums coming because yeah, I wanted to go did. into this with a fresh perspective. Um. I would never would have thought I would have come out of the gate with two journey choices, but I'm going with stone and love. I mean, I was in i I'm older than you guys. So I was in a, 11th grade when these albums came out. And I mean, this is, this is summer. This is, you know, going summer before my senior year. I mean, in the heat with your blue jean girl. I mean, yeah. uh, she pulls yeah. me down well, and in Clover we go round. Hey, what's okay. Hey, Hey, hey. all right. Take all it right. easy. Coming up. Hold on. Back my to family show. Okay. <laughs> three. Track three from Foreigner. Four. We didn't versus... get a total. We didn't get a. a no, I'm David sorry, Dave. What's the, the total right board? now? Yes. Uh, that's all right. This is an easy one so far. Journey out with a uh, commanding lead. Four nothing. And what about you, uh, Nice Dave? What do you think of our choice? I I agree 100. percent Jukebox Hero is fine. I think it's overplayed. Um, whereas Stone in Love is a fantastic song that actually doesn't get enough airplay where it gets outplayed by so many other Journey songs. Yeah, I think you're right. I think you're right. All right. And now a word from our sponsors. Hey folks, Pat Francis here from the Rock Solid Podcast. I want to talk to you a little bit about U-Turn Audio. Let me tell you something. I own a couple of these Orbit turntables. Brilliant sound, simple design, pure analog experience. They come in a multitude of colors. They look cool. They sound even better. You got to get one of these. And you know what? If you want to make your listening experience even better, I recommend plugging in a pair of their Ethos-powered speakers. Look, the turntable has a built-in preamp. All you do is plug these things in, turn them on, drop the needle, and go. Old-school analog power that fits on your bookshelf. Ultra-low distortion, amplification meets classic speaker design. We are talking about Ethos, high-fidelity stereo speakers that deliver immersive analog sound. 
The link is in the description, but it's easy. U-TurnAudio.com. Now back to the show. Let's go with 404, track three. Break it up. Here we go. A deep cut. with break it up they're gonna go head to head with i believe this was the first single from escape this is who's crying now Both of those are breakup songs, I believe. Uh, Foreigner rocks with theirs, and Journey gives us uh, a mid-tempo, not quite a ballad, not quite a rocker. Dave Festini, what's your choice on these two? Piece of cake on this one. Who's crying now? Teeters on Yacht Rock to me. It's right there. It could go the other way. You know, um, and the Farner song is just another rocker. Love it. Love the production on it. Um, not that Who's Crying Now is necessarily a bad song, but it, like I said, it's it's the, certainly the weaker of the two, in my opinion. I go Farner would break it up. Uh, I will weigh in now. Uh, I love both. I like both songs, but I got to go with my friend Dave Festini on this. Break It Up is a way better song. Also, if you're listening to, for me, when I would listen to Foreigner four and this would come in after a song, I don't like, it just seemed to, you know, break it up. It's just yeah, so great. I didn't, um, 
I always thought Who's Crying Now wasn't even a, a good choice as the first single on that album. I don't think that was very representative. It's, ris- it's risky. Sometimes yeah. I wonder, you know, with that, that whole process uh, fascinates me, right? When they're yeah, choosing singles. what gets, but, and I think it's a situation where they listen to the album as a whole and they think there are so many hits on this album. Right. Let's start off with one of the weaker ones because we know, you know, it's like a batting lineup yeah. almost, you know, where, you know, we have somebody it's going to bat clean up and we're going to be able to get four great singles out of this. So, and I do want to give a nod to Ross Valerie again, another great baseline yeah. and who's crying now. Wow. Yep. Uh, nice Dave. What do you think of our pick? Um, overall, I agree. Uh, yeah. Who's crying now is, is fine. It's, it's a, I mean, I, I don't have a different opinion than you, uh, than you guys on this one. It, it It's a fine song, but I'd forgotten how good the foreigner song was. Yeah. Let's put it that way. Um, just listening. I, I was listening to, to four and four during breakfast this morning to kind of just get a little head, get ahead a little bit. And yeah. it, it's fantastic as, as a song goes. Yeah. All right. What was your breakfast? Uh, I made scrambled eggs, uh, some, nice. uh, some English muffins, nice. uh, strawberries. Wow. Little, All right. little coffee. Little effort. Good. I like it. Anyway, Keeping it healthy. He, he just didn't pour a, a bowl of uh, captain crunch. <laughs> From frosted mini wheats. Frosted mini wheats. There's bran in there. All right. And it's healthy. Yeah. Bran disguised myself. by lots of sugar. <laughs> I like a nice raisin bran myself. All right, it's all right. It's healthy. Go for that. All right. I have no I haven't had any breakfast today. I just woke up and turned this thing on, and here we are. Uh you guys are both ruining my appetite. Okay. You had to do your hair. I had to do my hair. <laughs> Parted from the back. Okay. <laughs> Foreigner four against Journey Escape. Both albums came out in 1981. We're on track four, kicking it off, waiting for a girl like you from Foreigner. I'm going to pause just to interject. Um, Foreigner fires their two keyboard players and then makes an album that maybe has more keyboard than the other three albums. It's Thomas Dolby. I know, but I mean, they had two good keyboard players. Okay, here we go.
right. Waiting for a girl like you is going to go up against Keep On Running. Much like last time, we have a straight-up rocker against uh, against a ballad. And I'm going first, right? Yeah. Yes. All right. Right? Yeah. I wish this running order was different because if Waiting for a Girl Like You was against Who's Crying Now, it would have been easy. I would have gone with Waiting for a Girl Like You. Uh, this matchup, I mean, I love Waiting for a Girl Like You. It's 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 classic foreigner ballad. But I'm gonna go with "Keep On Running" because I j- I've always loved that song so so much. Get me by the hour by my blue collar. I mean, I just love everything about that. That feels like you know the weekend's coming. You know, I just I don't know. I just keep on running for me. Mm. Well, to me, keep on running. I don't know if it's the production or what. Keep on running to me sounds like a band that's trying a little too hard to rock. Okay. You know, where like, stone in love. It was just seemed natural. Stone in love is perfect. Stone yeah. in love is perfect. Uh, and keep on rocking. Just kind of is like a little over the top. Like they're really trying. Maybe if it had been, maybe if it sounded, I don't know if it's the sound that makes you feel this way too, but like, uh, cause they're certainly up to the task. It's not like, I mean, Perry at the time, it's not like he wouldn't have to, he wouldn't have to strain for anything. No. Um, but, uh, waiting for a girl like you to me is like, is that per is that kind of perfect foreigner ethereal is, is ethereal a word ethereal ethereal. I don't know. Wow. Now I'm embarrassed. I think so. Or I'm going to have to look that one up, but you, what are you uh, even trying to say? What, how are you trying to say that? It's got that kind of earthy, you know, yeah, mystical. Like, uh, it's like a dreamy, mystical sound and feel yeah. to it. Um, yeah, I'm at the high yeah, school dance. I, I'm waiting for that song to come right. on. Exactly. And yes. And well, I cannot ask I anyone I, I to dance. I, I may have actually, <laughs> I think I may have actually lived that very situation. Um, so for me, it is definitely waiting for a girl like you. Um, and I'm looking up the definition of ethereal. All right. Or ethereal, or who the hell knows. There's no tiebreakers here, but should we ask Dave what he thinks or not? We all, well, I mean, we already have. Well, he's creeping me out when I'm watching him sing along. He's like <laughs> into it. 
I, I don't it's like a either word. song. I don't he like either have, song. He doesn't like either, either song. That's, that's great. I honest, I'll be honest with you. Yeah, I agree with you about the Journey song. And and Waiting for a Girl Like You, I get it. It's a classic 80s ballad, like perfect for a, a high school dance. I think it's overplayed and it just bores me after a while. <laughs> but I hate the overplayed argument. I hate it. Because it's not their fault or the song's fault that it was overplayed. So right. why does the song have to take a hit? Because DJs across the country okay. or radio stations overplay. I just it. think it's boring. Okay, oh, yeah, there we go. That's better. How, how you, you don't think you? it's by ethereal? The way, you don't think it's ethereal? Hey, yeah, smartass. Ethereal. <laughs> of or relating to the regions beyond the earth. Wow. So, yes, it's a word. Yes, I used it correctly. Suck it. All right. the, suggesting and, the heavens or heaven. And yes, it's a tie. <laughs> on that song there it is what's this what's the score right now nice day uh journey is still ahead five five one two three four five to three right now all right still close we're only on track uh five coming up that is correct all right oh, here we go closing outside one of both of these albums because they know how to sequence an album they know how to put five songs on the side they're not fucking <laughs> around this is luann oh yes <laughs> Luann is going to go up against track five from Escape. I believe this was also a single, maybe the last single released from Journey Escape. Still They Ride. Jesse rides through the night under the main street light. Riding slow This old town Ain't the same Now nobody knows this Times have Still they ride. All right, my turn, right? Mm, I don't know. Dave? There's a uh, no, it's, it, it, it's Dave's turn. Oh, I'm sorry. So sorry, Dave. It's it's fine. I I, uh, I have a word for still they ride. 
I don't know if it's a word. It's a, certainly a sound. It's blech. That's what, that's what the, uh, that's awful. Ugh. Uh, wow. Boring. Uh, formulaic. Um, just terrible. And, uh, Luann is one of my favorite, like deep tracks from foreigner. It's got like a fifties feel to it. I love that song. This might, in this entire series, this might be the easiest choice for me. Luann all day long. All right. And I am right there with Dave Festini because still they ride. I hate this song. I've never liked this song. <laughs> it keeps it keeps escape for me from being a 10 out of 10 album. I just, I hate it. I've never liked it. Especially and, coming off the previous track. Like, I, what's wow. the, I know. I mean, and to horrible, it closes the album out terribly. Because yeah, you just lift, you lift the, the needle up after four. Or you skip it if it's a CD. At least I do. I'm just, and traffic lights, we get it. Yeah, they're touching on some of the same. <laughs> Lyrically, what they talk about a lot. And Luann might be my favorite song on this album. It might be, it's in my top three. I love it's great. It's I really love good. Luann. And if you listen to my interview with uh, with Lou Graham from Foreigner, you're gonna get the story about Luann, and it's it makes you like it even more. So Luann, not even it's this is a knockout. Yes, yes, it close. is. For All sure. Right. Nice, Dave. What do you think about those two? Uh, agree, agree with both of you. Yeah, it's if you a, thought the journey track, the journey track is such a throwaway uh, to ugh. end the first side. Yeah, back when you put albums out, you wanted to close. You wanted to close strong on the on the first side. So going into the second, you made it's like you almost regret having to flip the album over to go to the second side because you love the first side so much that you're right. just like, what if I scratch this song and like on the yeah. album itself, so I don't have to listen to it. Yep, and that's what Journey wow. does with with Frontiers. Uh, side one of Frontiers is so front loaded that you don't want to flip over the album. Yeah. All right. Except with one thing, the Luan, and I don't know the story, Pat. So I need to listen to the to the interview. The line "Wait around for you after school" kind of creeps me out. Well, he, I think it's sung from. I don't think he, I think that's sung from a, a kid, a, another, okay. a person of the same age. Sure. I never thought that was creepy. Okay. The thing yeah, is about from these, the perspective of the person singing. Okay. And you know, he's just wait, he's just here's the no thing. implied physical contact. It's yeah. not like that terrible uh, uh Christine which, 16 that song. Well that. Well it's kiss. What do you want? But uh I'm talking about the other one, the oh god. The Benny Mardonis the, song? Yes, that song, the Benny Mardonis uh, gross. song. Gross. That um, thing is stomach turning. Fair. Here's the thing. That's fair. When I always say when Christine 16 came out, I was 13. So Christine to me is an older lady. You know what I mean? I yeah, back well, then I didn't yeah. think of, oh, there's a 28-year-old singing about a 16-year-old. But um <laughs> and look, disgusting. Foreigner does Foreigner Foreigner has a creepy song on head games and it's called 17. And that's yeah. a creepy song. Because it um, says okay. she's just 17. Yeah, okay. Well, then you move on, yeah. old man. Hot blooded too leans a little into, you know. You uh, do more it. than dance. Yeah. So anyway, they all have them, but but I, I never felt that with Lou Ann. I felt like okay. I wait around for you after school because I'm also in school. Still a the great difference song. between the foreigner songs and the kiss songs is that the foreigner songs are good. 
Yeah, true. That's true. Right, I'll give you that. Yeah. Who's in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? Because of that makeup, wow. though, you right? Just Gabe? Went right. You just went right there. Yeah, Foreigner, Foreigner, because they they probably paid them off. Those, please look. If Foreigner wore makeup or they dressed in karate outfits or something stupid, they'd be in there too. Okay, yeah, Kiss. Look, Kiss is in because of the makeup. They, they I'm sorry. I'll, for the stage I, show, for the stage show and the, the makeup, shtick. the shtick. No, certainly not for the lyrical content. Not no way, and not and not no. even the music. All right, here we go. Track six. Kicking off side one, strong. Both of these albums kick off strong on side two. Foreigner kicks off with urgent. Songs about a booty call, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, yeah, probably. All right. I've always felt like that song is, uh, if you were going to write a story about the couple from Life in the Fast Lane, it would be Urgent and Life in the Fast Lane. Lyrically, they're very thematic. They're very similar. That makes sense. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. All right, Journey decides to kick it off with the title track, Escape. Make 
I don't know if we're going to get to the chorus on that one either, but the song is called Escape, and they will say the word escape in the song. Um, this is something I just noticed about these album covers. Both albums have the number four on them because Journey Escape is E5, C4, P3. So just something interesting I throw out there to make this fun. Um, okay, uh, I like both of these songs but I've always loved escape. I thought it was a great uh, way to kick off side two. It really rocks. Uh, again, they, both of these uh, albums kind of lean into a lot of story songs. And, um, and even though we didn't even get to the greatest part of urgent, which is that sax solo. And again, listen to my interview with Lou Graham. He'll tell the story of recording that sax solo. solo. It is amazing. But yes, it is. for me, for me, it's escape. I, I love that song. Nope. <laughs> no, it's not nope. That's my opinion. And my opinion <laughs> is my opinion. Well, my opinion is your opinion is terrible because wow. uh again, it's an, it's another like journey's trying to rock again. Here we go. Like <laughs> uh yeah, I I mean I think it's the production too. I don't just feel so dated to me and like uh the guitars seem I mean like Neil's really trying to rock it out, but it, I, no way, not, right. not a million, not a million years. And I like, I like so both songs, so I won't argue your choice. I would, I would never say nope. I would not argue your choice. <laughs> no, but um, <laughs> yeah, I just yeah, those two songs. I love both of those songs, but you know, at this at this yeah, time, no, at this listen, I'm picking Escape. Urgent, all the way. Right. That Junior Walker sax solo, like, Fantastic. and you're like. Yeah, and 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 the way that Foreigner puts those saxophone solos in that, like, it's a different type of rock, and they're, that yeah. they're putting the sax in. You know, you'd expect it to hear it in like a Springsteen song or that sort of thing. It works, but um, for them to incorporate that instrument into this type of song, it's just it works perfectly. I, I can't argue with that, and I certainly wouldn't be dismissive of you. Um, wow. Like the way you were of me. So, uh, Isn't it supposed to be a debate? No. Okay. Well, I, you know, I know a lot of the best debaters say no. <laughs> wrong. <laughs> nope. Wrong. Wrong. You're wrong. Eh, loser. <laughs> All right. What's the, what's the, what do you think? Uh, nice Dave, which one do you like better? It doesn't matter. Your, your opinion doesn't count in the, uh, in the overall uh, tally, but That's I like it. That's fair. I just trying to get slammed for my opinion more than my mic quality this time around. <laughs> sound great. Your mic sounds um, terrific. I, Urgent is my favorite. Urgent's my favorite song on this album. But then there you go. Urgent is easily my favorite song on the album. There you go. So, What's the right, score? As it should be. All right, easy there. Maybe. So relax. Uh, it is tied at six right now. There we go. All right. Now we're talking. That's pretty great. That's good. That's good. It makes sense. A, a tie score, a little more than halfway through. Yeah, these last these last four matchups are really going to be determining what happens here. Uh, also, people stop emailing me telling me you want to get involved in these episodes. I got my team; they're right here today. Uh, okay, <laughs> everyone's like, "I'd like to do one of those." Would you? <laughs> maybe I'll offer that up as a Patreon prize. Maybe, maybe I'll do one. Okay, a, a person could win to do one, and then uh, and Festini would sit in and keep score on that one. Sorry, nice Dave. Um, unless Dave, unless he wouldn't want to, 
but uh, maybe that's what I'll do down the road later on in the year. But right now, this is my team. I like uh, Nice Dave. And then, of course, we heard why Evil Dave is evil with his nope. All right. With my dismissive opinion. Here we go. I'm I'm really curious how this one's going to play out. Track seven, I'm going to win versus track seven. Well, I'm not going to say it. You'll hear it in a minute. Here's Foreigner, I'm going to win. Let's see if Lou Graham is right. Let's see if he's going to win because he's going up against lay it down. The odd numbers, that's when Dave Festini gives his opinion first. Here we go. This is closer than I would have thought it would have been for me. Um, I don't, but, you know, the, the lay it down, it kind of like, it jumps back and forth from what I expect Journey to be to like when he's hitting those super high notes, like they almost carry over into into hair metal territory in that section of the song. Yeah. Um, that journey, it's okay. Um, but, and I'm going to win, I think is where 
it's one of the weaker songs on Foreigner 4. Um, I still like it, though. So I'm going to go with I'm going to win. All right. I like uh, I like I'm going to win, too. But it is one of the weaker songs on Foreigner 4. Um, but I like a song that's about, like, you know, like, like I'm going to do this. I'm going to, you know what I mean? I do like, yeah. the, you know, I do like the sentiment. Uh, and it's also it, got a nice ramp, right? Like, yeah, starts out with that groove, and then once you hit yeah. the chorus, it's like, you know, yeah, hits you. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna win. I'm gonna do this. But um, lay it down just puts me in a time and place, and it's, and when he does the that vocal run, like it's just crazy. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, it's just, it's, yeah. it's insane. And I mean, and the lyrics aren't great on some of these lines. You know what I mean? Come on, you know. Right. Rhythm and blues, shake me loose. It's like okay, not yeah. the greatest lyrically, but uh, I I do like lay it down better. So, not not two songs yeah. I'm gonna fight a lot for, but I do like lay it down better. Nice, Dave. Which one? Uh, give us a tally and then tell us what one you prefer. Uh, tally right now we are tied at seven. Oh man! Oh. Well, you guys split that one, right? So you split we it. Did. So yeah. Split we, it. We are we are tied at seven. Uh, I don't really have too too strong of an opinion on this one. I I like the sort of soulfulness of of the foreigner song. Yeah, the and the journey one is fine for me. It it's it's fine. All so right. if I had to pick, I would pick the foreigner one, but it's not by a lot. Got gotcha. I don't think we've mentioned up until this point that like two of the greatest voices in rock mm. music too. Yep. Um, but you know of that era with Lou Graham and, and Steve Perry. Yeah. And Lou Graham, Lou Graham can rock and then he can sing a ballad too. When yeah. Steve rocks still kind of the same voice, like Lou has kind of two voices. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and, I, I and I do, I do like that. I do like that. I like that with my, with my Robin Zander from cheap trick. He also has a couple different voices he can use. Um, Sorry. Did you say my, my Robin's in my guy, my guy, <laughs> my crush. Okay. Um, oh. Let's talk about Mick Jones versus Neil Sean. Mick Jones can come up with a riff and a hook. And, and Neil Sean is just a master at soloing. Yes. That's I the agree. difference. That's the difference to me, but almost every foreigner song that's a hit opens with just a classic guitar riff like you could put those together and it's just it's just amazing you know what i'm saying i agree yeah that was a that's a great uh description of the two of them i totally agree those songs are built for live in concert right where like the crowd is starting to crazy and like that guitar riff kicks off the song and people are like yes i know exactly what this song is right Mm. Right. And then Neil's for in the middle of the song where he goes out to the front of the stage and solos. Well, cool. yeah, yeah, but let me give him a little bit like Stone in Love starts off with one of sure those. Sure it does. Sure it does. So yeah. sure it does. He does it himself in there. Yeah. All right. Uh I I just I like I, I want to try to figure this out. Like Mick Jones, his his guitar is the song. And Neil Sean's guitar services the song. Does that make sense? 
you know I, what I'm trying I, to say? I do, I do see, I see where you're coming from. Yes. Especially with the, I mean, in the later foreigner stuff, like after this album, mm-hmm. even after agent provocateur, like, um, those, those opening guitar riffs may have softened a little like earlier yeah. foreigner for sure. Yeah. Um, but I see, I see what you're saying where, you know, the, the Neil Sean stuff is kind of part of it. And the Mick Jones riffs are the foundation. Of yeah. It. The foundation of the song. Yeah. Yes. Okay, good. Thank you for clarifying that. Uh, sure. Track eight versus track eight. Let's start with Foreigner Four and a song called Woman in Black. in black is going to go up against uh and i I just want to say this when i bring these songs up i have my itunes scrunched down so much that i only see i'm not seeing all the songs i only see the two we're playing because i i don't remember the order of these albums either so i want to be surprised when i bring up the next two so i just want to tell that for the audience and for you daves all right this is journey dead or alive
All righty. I guess I'm first. Um, I, I love Dead or Alive. I mean, it just, it just, I mean, that's a treadmill tune. It just rocks from beginning to end. Um, with Cold Steel Magnum Force is how the man possessed the skill to kill the woman in black. Um, woman in black, I like. Uh, it's a little long, four minutes and 46 seconds. It plods along a little bit for me at times. I do like it though. But head to head against Dead or Alive, it's Dead or Alive all day long for me. Hmm. I like Dead or Alive, and to me, it, it this one works. I mean, yeah. Where the other harder songs from them feel like they're trying a little too hard, this one, for whatever reason, in my mind, really works. the 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 Perry vocal is great. You know, it got that. It's got a great it chugs right along. Um, this is another one that's tougher for me. Yeah, another good uh, bass line in this one too. Again, I'm I'm never hearing this bass before until today <laughs> on these songs. It's weird. Um, Woman in Black. You know, it's like on cue. It starts out with the guitar riff, right? Everything yeah. we just talked about. Um, it happens in the beginning of that song. Um, I like the groove of Woman in Black. I like that it almost like kind of like paints a picture, mm -hmm. right? I I. I visual it wasn't this this wasn't a single, but I can imagine the video that would have been done to this song. Right. Um uh, it's tough. This was a tough one. Um, but I I just love that I love that Mick Jones, uh Rick, I think it's Rick Wills at this point on bass there. Yep. I love the groove in the beginning of that song. Um it's it's woman in black for me. All right. Another tie. What do you think? Uh, what's the, nice, Dave. So we're at eight. We're at eight all, Dave. If you were eight all still, eight, eight. Um, oh boy. I I like Dead or Alive better. Um, this is I agree with Dave that this is a tough one, but Dead or Alive also has there's sort of a new wave feel to it for 1981 oh, that really right. kind of like I, I really like it. and and you could have thrown a saxophone solo in this song and it would have fit right in beautifully in a weird way. Like it yeah. just it felt like somebody's going to slam it on this one, but it almost felt like an early Huey Lewis in the news song, just a little harder. <laughs> uh Oh, there's, I don't know. Anyway. Yeah. You know how much love, you know, it's Pat love <laughs> Huey and then Lewis in the news. Anyway. Um, what do you think of these album covers? I, I gotta be honest. Four or four is a perfect album cover for me. I, and it wasn't the original cover. No, no, there's a whole, you can go online and find out yeah. what the cover was going to be. I think hypnosis was doing it. Right. But this is just yep. so simple. I mean, I don't know if kids nowadays would know what that four is from, like when you oh, would watch, but it's no. perfect. And if you want to get an album signed, this is the one. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I have a loose sign mine and I use a blue sharpie because I like how that pops. But this album cover is just, it's so good. I love it. Um, you know, an autograph seeker when he has his favorite Sharpie color. Yeah, it's blue. <laughs> um, and I find that the blue doesn't fade. I have some albums on the wall right now where the black is fading, but the blue does not fade. So there's a tip. Um, journey escape. I also like this album cover. I like that. They did the E five C four P three is kind of like the serial number on the side of the spaceship. Uh, escape that pod is escaping from whatever. Um, it's very colorful. 
Uh, it's a good album. I think on the actual vinyl, I think it was embossed. It was as embossed. Well. Yeah. Yeah. Which so is cool always too. cool. So both of these albums had uh, inner sleeves with the lyrics. Um, I don't think any band photo of Foreigner though on this anywhere. No, no. On the inside, it's just the it's the background on the cover without the number. Yeah. I think one side of the page is black and the other side of the page is red. I think. Yeah. I'm not sure about that, but, but no, but, no, but, pic- I don't think there's any pictures. But between the two, the simplicity of Foreigner Four, it just. I think yeah. it's fantastic. And just the yeah. red font there at the top. So good. Um, oh, and it's the fourth album and there's only four right. members. Four, left. four members. Yeah. It's all, yeah. it all works. All right, boy, here we go. Track nine. Warner girl on the moon. Girl on the Moon is going to go up again. This is weird. We had a girl on that song. And in this song, we have a mother and a father. This is Mother Father. You know that I'm alive for you. 
way, Dave Festini. Wow. Uh, I wow. know. Yeah, I mean, Girl on the Moon, again, you know, the second half of this album, especially, you know, the latter part of it, kind of takes a slower, not as hard rocking. Yeah. Uh, uh, Barner, four, that is. Yeah. Um, but I, I like Girl on the Moon. Again, it's got kind of a spacey feel to it. No pun intended, given the fact that it's a girl on the moon. Um, it's probably deliberate. Uh, Mother, Father is kind of epic. I mean, epic in its presentation, not in its place in music history. But, right. you know, um, you know the Perry vocal. I mean, let's face it. Perry could sing the alphabet and it would be, you know, the best alphabet you ever heard. Um, I'm going Mother, Father on this. I'm going to surprise myself and I'm going to go Mother, Father. And you use the word I was going to use. This is an epic journey song. For the mm. band Journey, this is epic. Um, it just builds, and uh, yeah, it's Mother Father all the way. It's such a great song. One of my yeah. favorites on the album. Um, yeah, I mean, let me ask you this, Dave. Between the between the girl songs on Foreigner, we have uh, we have two songs that have girl and a song that says woman in the title, but do you like Waiting for a Girl Like You or do you like Girl on the Moon? Of those two, which one do you like? Oh, waiting for a girl like you. Definitely. Uh, all right. Yeah. Um, nice day. Are you happy with the choice of mother father? I am. Yeah. I think it, 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 Pat, you pointed out the, the build of the song and that chorus hits and just, man, yep. it, it just hits you. Like it just hit, it kind of hits you right here, which nobody yep. can see me pointing at. Yeah. At your, at your heart. At my heart. That I like your heart, right? It's sort of it's sort of like a, a it's a hidden hit on the album that never really got released as a single that just right. one that you probably want to hear in concert with them when, when they pull that one mm. out if they ever pulled that one out you were like oh my god this is so great to hear this I think that uh, well he's not the drummer anymore right but Dean Castanovo yeah, didn't he's, he sing that he's back in the band again oh is he yeah he yeah and he that. does sing that yeah okay um yeah. I, Dean Krasternova, I like that guy, but he's a convicted spousal abuser. He's he's had mm. some rough stuff, which taints it for me. But he's he's a talented guy. I wish he wouldn't have, uh, uh, you know, done some horrible things. Yeah, but he sounds I, like Perry too when he sings that song. It wanted makes you really wonder does. why they never just tapped him to be the singer. Well, he he fronts a band called Revolution Saints, right? Yeah, you know, with uh, Jack Blades and Doug Aldrich, and then they have a fourth album coming out. Blades and Aldrich aren't there anymore, but it's um, Jeff Pilson on bass from Foreigner. With, yeah. Um, Joel Hoekstra. Is it, am I saying it right? Oh, uh, yeah, I think so. He was he's, in Night Ranger for a while. And, yeah, he's on yeah. guitar with uh, with the new lineup. But I, I digress. Um, also, I would have to pick up. I would have to really look at these mother father lyrics. But it feels like like when when lightning strikes the family, it feels like it's about maybe a parent passing. I mean, I don't, I'm not sure exactly what the lyrics are right. about, but have faith, believe. And, you know, it's a good song about family. Yes. I think. I don't know. All <laughs> right. <Our> inter- <laughs> I, don't know what I'm I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> All right. Final two tracks. Here we go. Starting with foreigner track 10 is don't let go. Thank you. 
right. Don't Let Go from Foreigner is going to go up against a song that I believe we first heard on the heavy metal soundtrack. This is Journey's Open Arms. Uh, I go first boy I gotta be honest when I started playing don't let go I thought I had a clear winner because Foreigner opens and closes this album you know they bookend it with nightlife and, and a nice rocker at the end and I really thought I was gonna pick don't let go because in in my brain I felt that open arms is like just a sappy ballad. But when it hits that crescendo and the chorus, I was, I was all in. So right here and now, I never thought I was going to pick it, but I'm picking open arms. For me, uh, this is a no contest battle. Um, Say what you will, everybody feels differently about sappy ballads, but when they made the sappy ballad, they <laughs> put open arms at the top of the heap, yeah, and everybody else try and match it. Um, it is, it is the it is one of the best sappy ballads ever, and when I say that, I mean it with all all respect. You know, sappy has a negative connotation. Fine. But as a love song and a rock ballad, open arms is it. Everybody else, give it a shot. Um, and I've never been a, I don't know, the chorus of Don't Let Go is great. But before the chorus, it's just kind of like, it almost sounds like one of the earlier songs on the album. Yeah, a little generic. In my head. Um, so to me, it's a no contest. Yeah. Open arms is one of the greatest uh, in its genre. It is one of the greatest of all time. Yeah. And when those drums kick in on the core, yeah. I mean, it it almost becomes not a sappy ballad for a little bit. And um, just the, I come to you with open arms. I mean. Yeah. It's great. His, vo his voice is great. The music is great. Like there's nothing. You can't touch it. For what it is, you cannot touch it. No. I agree. 
And I, I really thought, I'm like, oh, don't let go. I love fucking love that song. And then <laughs> Open Arms came in and I was like, oh, no, I'm sorry. I feel don't like let we've go. got a leader. I feel like we have a leader now. I think we have a leader. Dave, nice, Dave. What What about you on the last two songs? You know, the the Foreigner song is a really strong song for the last song on an album. Yeah. It, you're, you're like, because a lot of times bands will just throw that last song on. Just Wait, that's the last it. song? I thought you said we have two more. No, that's this was track 10. Oh, my that's God. That's it, oh my, my friend. That oh is no. it. And uh, this, but we had how one. ballsy to close out with a ballad, too. Isn't that yeah. ballsy? Yeah. Because that yeah. should be like the third song or the, the you know, yeah. like. That should be where no, Who's Crying no, Now is, no, maybe. No, no, When you know that you have hit a grand slam with a ballad like that, I have no problem with closing an album. All right. I'm not saying, I'm, I, I don't disagree with that point. I'm saying with your classic ballad, you want that as you've got an, a rock song, a semi-rock song, and then a ballad, and then you go back to a rock one. It's like building a baseball lineup, like you talked about earlier, yeah. right? Yeah. You want like a strong three hitter, and this is a strong three hitter as yeah. as it as it comes. Yeah, like open arms almost feels like it should be in that third spot spot where um who's crying now was. Yep, mm. but it works here. It works. Yep. Oh yeah. So uh, nice, Dave. You like open arms better? Yeah, I'd I'd pick it. Yeah. All right. Which album is coming out on top? Doesn't mean it's a better album. Uh, it just means that this is. I mean, what are we trying to do with this? This is, is this is just what we came up with what we like well, uh, yeah right i mean it's obviously it's our it, it's our opinions but it is okay. a fight it is okay. a battle yeah. yep now dave coming in which without listening to these which album did you think you liked better i thought for sure and i want to hear what the breakdown is vote for vote but i thought for sure it was going to be foreigner four for me because yeah. i love foreigner i almost didn't feel like it was fair because I have such an affinity for Foreigner that I thought it would it would you know cloud my vision or my see, hearing. That's what I like about this show. Now you guys can't see the video, but when you know when a song plays and you see the other guys, like I can see Dave's <laughs> face, and he's like, "Oh no, I wasn't going to pick this song, but now I think I'm going to pick this song." So okay, yeah. give us the scores. What's the score? Uh, the winner with a uh, total of twelve votes uh, to eight votes is Journey over Foreigner. <sighs> 12 to 8. Wow. Wow. It's a big big margin. Wow. Well, it's the last two songs that pushed it over, right? You were tied up to the last two songs. I mean, I wonder if if different sequencing could make Foreigner win. You know what I'm saying? Maybe. Yeah, maybe. Well, what was the the breakdown, Dave? All right. So Journey started off strong, right? Had the first two songs from both of you. Yeah. Foreigner had the next third song was Foreigner for both of you. Then there, we had a split on the on the fourth song. Uh, fifth song was both of you picking Foreigner. Then we did splits all the way down to the last two songs. And then we were the same. So how did it break? How did it break down individually? Like how many Pat voted for how many Journey songs versus uh, how many Journey? Uh, you know what I mean? Two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Eight votes for Journey for Pat. Uh, Dave, you had one, two. Three, four, four votes for you. All right. So I voted for more foreigner. You voted for more foreigner, which it, to your point, makes you had said, I yeah. like the foreigner album better coming in. Then it makes right. more sense. That you voted for them. All right. That was a right. good, that was a good versus episode. That was, that, it was, it was great. That was great. I mean, when you go, you got a tie score, you know, with two songs left, it's a good one. 
Should we tease? Ow. Should we tease what the next one's going to be? You you might not even know. You guys might not even know. But here's what I've chosen. Okay. And again, you know, you guys can choose if you guys can choose too. But so far, I haven't let you. <laughs> but here's what I thought would be a great one. We're going to lean into some prog pop. And we're going to go. And look, if you're getting this episode ASAP Club, please do not, do not, yes, mention do not reveal this. the outcome. Do not, reveal, do not reveal the outcome and do not reveal what the next lineup is going to be. If you can, we're going to go the debut album from Asia against, yes, 90125. Because both no. of these albums. No. Did you fall into that trap? What? I'm I'm reading it. Nine oh one two five. Are you? Yes, I'm reading it from Wikipedia. Nine oh one two five. It's nine oh two one. You said nine oh one two five. That's what it is. Nine oh one two five. You wait a minute. Did I say it wrong the first time? No, you said it right. Nine oh one two five. I never remember the title, so I know I'm re. So that's why I read it. And what's this? This is what's the show? Nine oh two one zero. Oh, all right. Nine oh one two five. Nine oh two one. Okay, yeah, it is 90125. All right. right. Both both albums, both albums brought prog rock to the mainstream pretty much. They share both, some member well, they, they share members because share. It, it happened because Yes was in uh, disarray and some people broke off and went to to uh right. Asia and then members came back to Yes, John Anderson in particular, the singer, and um they came out a year apart, 82, 83, but they both have nine songs. And um, I think that's I'm looking be, forward to this one. I think that's going to be a fun one. one. I won't reveal either way, but this is another one where I feel like going in, in my head, right. one is a clear winner. But you never know. But you never know. And they, are, know. And they are both, they are both uh, strong classic albums of the time period. So I'm yeah. excited. Oh, definitely. Uh, I just saw yesterday on Twitter. Oh, who was it? Who? Who's the guy? Uh, is it Greg Renoff? Is that his name? The guy? He's, he's he wrote a Van Halen book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, I think that's his um, name. He posted an alternate version of the owner of a Lonely Heart video because you remember that Lonely that, that video on yep. MTV yeah. was you know, it was kind of weird. It yeah. was like different. There's an alternate version that is awful. It's the band on this crazy set. Yeah, if you have to look it up. I I'm you probably find searched it. alternate, you know, version owner of Lonely Heart video. You'll probably find it. It's I'm so strange. It. All right, I want to shout out to Kyle Hildreth who does the artwork for these episodes, the versus episodes. Uh, I want to thank Dave Festini and I want to thank Dave Schneier for keeping score and uh, thank you and uh, getting a mic. That was big. I appreciate that, <laughs> Dave. How much did you drop on that mic? Uh, what did I drop, Dave? About 40 bucks on it? Something like that? 40, 50 bucks? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, about that. Yeah. I, I'm going to say to all the, uh, all the musicians who are, uh, loaded that when I interview you on, uh, Zoom and you don't have a mic, that's, it's sad. Cause Dave has a mic. <laughs> 40 bucks. It sounds fine. I mean, it sounds good. It sounds good, Dave. 40 yeah. bucks. I got it the next day. After, literally, I, I literally ordered the day after we recorded the last one. Yeah. And it comes with the arm, right? Comes with the arm. Yeah. Want to give a shout out yeah. to that brand? Oh. oh who is it? it? Product placement. It's on the front of the mic, Dave. It's on the front of the mic. I oh, think. there we go. 
Five fine, fee fine. Fee fine, five fine. It's the same mic that I'm using. That's yeah, why. F I F I N E. So, oh, you're using the same one too, right, Dave? Um, one yeah. of you has. Well, a, I asked him. I asked him which one he used, and he told me that one. And I said, "Well, let's one get of it. you, uh, Evil Dave, has a screen on his, and you don't have the screen on yours." I didn't put it on today. All right, it sounded good. <laughs> I didn't put it on today. Next time, the Next first time, time I used it, I didn't. Use, I didn't use the screen. <laughs> Look, I'm just Next getting up, into this. a larger pad of paper. <laughs> a spreadsheet uh, next time yeah. all right guys thanks for doing this the playout song will be some type of a journey song uh i don't know what but it'll be something journey since they won and we'll see you next time for asia versus yes thanks guys Looking forward to it thank nice you yeah right. take care Hold on. I'm going to blow my nose. <laughs> wow. Nice. Yeah, it says impressive.